Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to Beyond the Glory podcast. I'm your host, Matt Mahoney. We're joined by a very special guest in Steve Deku. Coach, how are we doing today? Good, Matt. But, uh, you know, the last time I was on this, uh-huh. we were eating lunch. And we so were. I'm Lo- Local Republic, right? You got it. Man, that's a good meal at Local Republic. Let's go. So are you disappointed that we're not eating food right now? Is that what you're trying to tell me? That it's I don't want to be. in your contract when you're on the Beyond the Glory podcast. We, we should be eating food is what you're telling me. That's what I had signed on for. Okay. All right. I will, we'll, I'll make it up to you. Thank Third you. time you're on the podcast, we'll make sure there's food here. Chips from the vending machine don't count. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> you said food. Have you, oh, you know, here's what we'll do. We'll put it on the calendar. You ready? Have you been to the new local Republic Strange Taco? Yes, but I'll, let's go. Okay. I'm in. We'll do, for episode, for the third time on the podcast, we'll find Strange Taco Deal. On the table in front of us here. Deal. All right, sounds good. Okay. Uh, what was your temperature at the door when you walked in this morning? Uh, 76 degrees, but no humidity. 76 degrees. No, your temperature. You got to go through the health screening. Oh, I'm talking about, I'm more excited about the outdoor temp. It was cool finally for a practice. Uh, actually, 94.2. 94? I got the AC are pumping right on my face when I'm coming in. You cold and I'm hard. Yeah, I'm cold hearted. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, 94. 94. Wow. I don't, you may set the set the record, set the low for lowest walking temperature. I'll, I'll keep a tally of that as we keep continue throughout the season on the show. But uh, how are you? How's the health? How's the family? Everybody doing okay? We're good. We're good. The girls are good. Um, Sadie is home doing uh, digital learning and Amy's kind of hybrid like we are. She's in and out of the office. Uh, she works in auxiliary services for those who don't know on campus. So she you know has to come in a couple days a week. So we're Do you good. Get- you guys carpool to work together? How does that work? Never. No. Never. <laughs> I have a more flexible schedule. So uh, here we are in the middle of, or not the middle, but we've begun this fall semester in what is now um, COVID-19 procedures and policies. Uh, sounds like your family's doing good. You've now seen your entire men's soccer team. How, how are they handling all the changes that, uh, that, is, that is their new world of college athletics? They've been troopers about it. They're resilient. They're doing everything we're asking. Um, basically, for us, it's we've flipped the semesters. What would typically be our spring semester is now what we're doing this fall. So, um, But with all the changes from policies and protocols on the field to not being allowed in the facility or certain parts of the facilities, they're doing everything we ask. They're just happy to be playing compared to what it was you know, three, four months ago when you're stuck at home not able to get outside, you'll do whatever they say just so you can play. We'll get to the practices and workouts yeah. and what that looks like, but you mentioned three or four months ago being quarantined at the house. You, 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 I want to know you specifically, Coach Taku. Did we pick up any any hobbies or any new talents during quarantine over the last couple of months? No. <laughs> no. I actually, though, was uh, I solidified those hobbies that I had. Um, You're an avid reader. Are we reading any good books? I read quite a few books. Uh, everything from uh, Dabo Sweeney to the new John Gordon to uh, reread a couple, you know, the emotional intelligence, things like that. Um, because of if you were allowed to get outside, I did make sure running has become big again since probably I was a player. So I've been out, average about three miles a day. Whoa. So, and our little 14 pound dog, that's, I mean, that's he's- That's Mario Kart. Nope, nope, oh, okay. that's about 6 a.m. And actually sometimes getting double workouts in. So now my daughter picked up the ukulele. 
How about that? She picked. She learned to play the ukulele. Stay, stay tuned later to, for this episode. We might have Sadie on the, on the ukulele for the last segment. Ukulele. You were playing. The, <laughs> what is uh, this? You what were playing the uh, clarinet. Oh, I have no idea what a ukulele is. Nah, my, I, I am zero musically. The little, inclined. the little uh, like guitar. Like a little banjo. Like a tiny one. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. What can she play? She oh, just, you don't know? She was up practicing. It just all sounds the time. great, doesn't it, Dad? It kept her out of our hair. She it was great for her. So very nice. Well, your family it sounds like everybody's handled the situation, the circumstances pretty well. Now trying to migrate into what's going to be the fall months. But take me back to those Grizzlies and what was the month of March. I mean, <laughs> I remember going back to, you know, Darren telling us that you got to go home and quarantine your families and take care of your families. And, and that's easy for you and I to do because we get in the car and drive home and we figure it out. But you've got how many international athletes that were here that had to make some really tough life-altering decisions about risking an international flight back to their home mm -hmm. country in their hometowns where they knew as much about quarantine and coronavirus as we did here in the States. And there really was no in indication that they're off-campus apartment in Lawrenceville was any safer versus the international risk yeah. of travel. Walk me through what some of those guys had to decide and go through. Well, we were always watching the news, always checking the websites of, you know, the CDC, um, what the U.S. government was putting out, what their home government was putting out. Uh, there came a point that uh, the Germans and the Austrians, they were their government came out and uh, requested that all students get back in country. Uh, so those guys left immediately. Uh, the Italians, they left as quickly as possible. The French players hung around uh, until it got to a point when their government was calling them home. And some of it was whether the government or mom and dad were saying, we feel safer with you in our house where we can keep an eye on you. Uh, whereas we had three guys that just realized that it probably was safer to stay here and ride it out because they weren't sure would they be able to leave their country. So looking ahead to the fall, there are a lot of questions. And, and really, we just did it on an individual case-by-case -case scenario. What did mom and dad want? What is your government saying? What is best interest for you? Not really even thinking about the fall season. If you know, We'll cross that bridge when we get there. But in March, it was more of, let's just figure out what's best for each individual and, and try, to, try to do right by them. Um, Definitely something there's no, nothing in the handbook of coaching how to deal with this stuff. And I'm guessing all that happened in about a 48-hour window. About a week, I'd say. It was about a week, Matt. Uh, some guys, when we had that meeting with Darren, actually, my daughter Sadie was sick, so I was FaceTiming into that I meeting. That. <laughs> um, and then the minute when we started, to, when everything went online here on campus, um, then we guys started saying, well, why even stay, coach? Mom and Dad want me to come home. The government's saying come home. So... It was within, a, by about the, the Monday, everybody was here. By about the following Monday, three were here. The rest had just decided to pick up and go home. Wow, pretty pretty crazy stuff. And then now on, we're not quite through it, but now on this side of it, what were some of the challenges of those players that went home to their home countries coming back here to the United States and Georgia mm -hmm. and Georgia Winnett College? So from, what was it, about April till mid-July, there was a reciprocal ban on travel. Uh, those from Europe couldn't travel to the US. Americans couldn't travel to Europe. It was, I wanna think the date was July 27th. Uh, word came out from the US government that uh, 
those from Europe could travel over here. So it was on a Thursday. Thursday night, I sent an email to the players, and everybody started looking at booking flights. We had one player in particular, uh, Juan Parisi, who found out Thursday night was here Monday morning. Wow, that was quick. Now, Juan had missed the entire spring semester. He had stayed at home uh, for academic reasons, um, the whole thing with eligibility, number of semesters you can play. So Juan had missed the spring, so he was just chomping at the bit to get back here. So the minute he found out he could, he was here. It was He's like, Coach, I'm coming. Let's go. This is perfect. So, uh, But the rest of them, everybody came in on time, save for one recruit. And we only had one this year that needed to go to the embassy because that was the second big issue was when are the embassies going to open so the new guys can go get their visas. And so an English striker, his was August 5th. Uh, we started classes, what, the 7th? But because everything was virtual the first week, he was sure. taking classes back home in England, got here, had to quarantine for two weeks, and is caught up to speed, no problem. And so the Grizzlies are, are back here, starting to go through practices, starting mm -hmm. to go through workouts. As the head coach, how do you <laughs> recover is the word I'd like to use emotionally. How do you recover emotionally from last season? Because such an emotional win in the AII, such an emotional high in the opening round, and then the just the 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 feeling of just absolute worst emotional feeling that first game of, of California. So yeah. it's such a it's such an up and down. It was it's such a high and such a low. All of a sudden, mm -hmm. how do you how do you re, how do you get the team back together? How do you how do you reprogram your your program so to speak heading into this season? You can't really reprogram that. But I mean the way we look at it is. Most of the country, most, would give their left arm to be where we were. And we had a bad day. Bad day. Got beat by a good team. We did not play well. Um, but that was last year's team. We knew what we needed to do to replace it recruiting-wise. Um, I'm not going to give names. I'm going to make those at home. Make sure you come out and watch us play in the spring. But this is probably our best recruiting class ever. We knew what holes we needed to fill. I mean, and you look at it last year, we had a couple guys who were ineligible that, that would have helped us, uh, that would have, you know, we wouldn't have had to play that game in the opening round. Um, but we've, because of this pandemic uh, and the way that the NAI changed some of their eligibility rules, we were able to get three guys in that might not have been able to in years past. And so um, this is an extremely talented, hardworking group. And in just one week, we're already... We, being the coaching staff, are so excited about what's to come. Very cool. Very excited. That makes me excited, too, as well. I also know you're a little excited because um, behind closed doors, you, you would give our spring sport coaches a hard time that they had an entire semester to plan for their season. Mm -hmm. And you and Mike, only, Coach Giuliano, only get two weeks. You had two weeks of preseason camp yeah. before you, with your athletes before the season started. You got your wish, Coach. You got all semester now. How do you stretch two weeks of preseason out over an entire semester now? Easily. You just uh, you slow down the teaching. Um, yeah, Mike and I, are we're great at quick preparation, get them ready. And, and that's a testament to the guys. They come in fit. They're ready to play. But uh, Steele and I now have, you know, two to three days to teach two to three days to just kind of let them play and get to know each other. So, you know, one of the things I've always taken from watching the baseball and softball programs is they have this whole semester to build culture. The X's and O's are the easy part. It's, it's can you build culture? Can you get people to buy into what their roles and responsibilities are? Um, and that's the great thing that this is going to be because most likely, Matt, we're going to win a national championship in May and then have to turn around and do it again in August. 
Sure. So you're not going to have a lot of time. Um, and because now we're going to have these three months to train, the new guys will understand culture. And when we bring that class in for the 2021 season, they'll be able to slide right in and help us get us to where we need to be. But it's been fun. Um, the only differences in years past, or in a, a typical spring, we get three scrimmages, three dates to play. Uh, because of the pandemic, no outside competitions for us. So we've had, we're trying to find ways to make it fun, enjoyable, uh, engaging for the guys so that, you know, come late October, they're not just, oh, here we go again, and I've just got to kick the same guys wearing green every day. So we're, we're trying to find ways to have fun with it, but challenge. You might have answered my next question. How has social distancing changed how you coach? Because you used to get the team in a huddle and you'd be right in the middle of it and you get to do your thing, but now after X amount of years of mm -hmm. coaching, all of a sudden, hey, coach, you're not allowed to do that stuff anymore. What's some of the ways that uh, the pandemic and the social distancing guidelines have affected how you coach? Well, first off, X amount of years is 21. We can just go ahead and say it. I'm old. Um, no, it's uh, those circles aren't quite as tight. They're socially distanced. Yeah. Um, there's no more, you know, high fives and slaps on the, you know, on the back of good job. It's uh, wearing a, a gator or a mask is probably the worst thing, especially last week as hot and humid as it was. But um, a lot of it's still the same. I mean, we're able since we're outside, we're, we're able to spread out a little bit more. We're able to, uh, you know, I just back away when I'm yelling instructions because keep everybody socially distanced with that. But uh, um, you know, it's just getting used to the masks. And, and the face coverings is probably the hardest part. And the, you know, and the, the here's one for you, water bottles. You have to disinfect your hands. So we get the first guy there disinfects his hands and he just sits there and presses the button for everybody else that needs it. Everybody has their own water bottles. Um, we're not allowed to use the locker rooms. We're not allowed to, to do laundry. It's actually been kind of nice in some regards. It's taken some of that responsibility away. But I think the positive out of all of this is gonna be that word responsibility in that um, we can't share uh, bibs, the, the vests we wear to differentiate teams. So everybody has to bring, we bought them all three sets of bibs. Uh, everybody has to take care of that for themselves. They have to show up early to get the, the, the temperature screen, the test or the, the questions, you know, how are you feeling, all that type of stuff. So whereas this could be seen as a hassle, as a negative, you know, um, we're taking this as an opportunity to teach these guys more discipline and be able to manage themselves better. Pretty cool, very cool stuff. How, have you had an opportunity to express yourself distantly, differently through social distancing? Like, I can imagine like a coach gets mad and he blows the whistle. Well, now you don't have a whistle anymore. Do they know, like, when you get really mad, do you just rip your face mask off and throw it <laughs> on the ground? Like, do we have, like, do we clipboards are flying? Like, we, no, we don't, even, we don't no. have clipboards anymore, do we? I've never had a clipboard, pal. Never had a clipboard. I used to be bad early. I Maybe broke, I watched I too many sports movies. <laughs> you're thinking too much football. Um, that's true. That's true. Headsets. Go no, I can whistle. I can whistle pretty well with the lips. That's and right. The you don't use I, a whistle, I, either, do you? Nope. No, I don't need that. But I back away. Um, I'll be honest. This last ten days, Dude, you're going to develop a new habit. Is my point, and they're they're going to they're latch onto it. I bet. No, it's this group has done so well. We haven't really had to get on them yet. I mean. Now, the, the word on the street is, there's a vein, that when it pops out in the middle of the forehead, you know coach isn't happy. No mask can protect anyone from no that. No mask can protect you from that. They, 
I found that out a couple years ago, and Mrs. Deku went, yeah, I've seen that. Oh, nice. Not that it's ever been at her, but sure, sure, she's sure. been around me long enough to know, yeah. oh, yeah, he's upset because she can see that. But, no, this group's been great, Matt. We've had, um, what is this, six sessions, and Steele and I are just giddy. I mean, we're like little kids at Christmas. I mean, this is like, look, at, we've probably scored more goals in the last week than we did all the last year in practices. <laughs> and that's just to tell you the, the type of group this is going to be. Sure. And I don't want to spoil sure. it, but, yeah, come out and watch us because it's going to be fun. Sounds good. Well, we're looking forward to seeing the Grizzlies out there next spring. Darren alluded to it last week that uh, we found some friends in the Southern States Athletic Conference. You don't have to give specific dates, but I know one of the biggest challenges is being in the in the AII, I should say, mm -hmm. is filling that schedule. And now you had a pandemic on top of that. It can't get any easier, but, but things are coming together nicely for the schedule right here. See, I'm going to look at it different. In a typical year, I love the fact when we're at the AI because we are in complete control of our schedule. And if you go back and look at our strength of schedule in the last five years, we're typically a top 10 team. We play a top 10 strength of schedule in the country. Now, based on everything that's happened, oh, it's a, it was going to be an absolute nightmare. So, yes, very thankful. I mean, I get to go back to the southern states because prior to my time here, I was, I was in a school that was a member of it. Uh, so, very thankful for the commissioner and, and everybody over there for allowing us. That's eight games. Our first one is scheduled, well, our season will start February 3rd. Uh, and then I think it's, without having it memorized yet, it's towards the third or fourth week of February, we start conference play. And it's going to be, we're on their matrix, we have a travel partner. Mm -hmm. So um, we'll play, a, say, a Thursday-Saturday type schedule. So we, our first road trip is to Thomas University and then Florida College. So and then it's and then it's um, Bruton Parker, Middle Georgia. Then we have a one weekend where it's just Faulkner. Then the big weekend is Mobile and William Carey come in here. Ooh. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's going to be a great weekend. Then we uh, then then we play Dalton State. So, um, but we're only playing in their conference matrix in the in the regular season, and then we'll go back into AII play for the postseason. So and even that's going to have a different look this year. Um, because some schools have opted not to play in their conference play. There's two schools I can think of for sure, well, three, that are not playing in the fall and will join the AII. So that tournament could really, the, 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 the strength of schedule could improve drastically the way it's been the last couple of years. So if I'm going to take anything away from what you just said, one, we may be playing more of a routine schedule than what we have mm -hmm. in the past and being sporadic day-wise. And two, we may see some teams we've never, ever seen before at the Grizzly Soccer Complex, especially for an AI championship. I'm trying to think. Some of these schools we've played, but not at the Grizzly Soccer Complex. Some we have. Sure. To, to tease that a bit. Yeah, but yeah it's going to be, I'm going to liken it to 2013. Ooh. Go back to that, how good that tournament was. Okay. We were the three seed. You're right. Granted, we won. Um, <laughs> But you had Ashford was number three, Cal State San Marcos was in the wow. teens, and we were in the 20s. So the AI tournament may be loaded this year. Could be. Top heavy. Could be. Okay. Very much so. All right. So that's, hey, that'll be great. And then the changes with nationals, uh, they've reduced the national tournament field to 40, uh, as opposed to last year when we had 15 three-team pods. Mm -hmm. This year it's going to be 10 four-team pods, and so it'll be a Thursday-Saturday type affair. And then the final site has been moved from L.A. to Columbia County, Georgia, so Evans, Georgia. Are we excited about that or disappointed about that? Yes to both. Yeah. 
excited that it's a bus trip. It's in Georgia. The West and North teams are not going to be used to the heat and the humidity. A little disappointed because I love go- LA. It was fun. Mm-hmm. Irvine did a, it right. That was a cool setup too they had with the hotels and the facility. Like they, I'm not saying all the other ones were bad, but it's it. I give you what I know. When we go to the World Series and the other final mm-hmm. sites of other sports, it feels a little different. Yeah. And then and then that Irvine location, it started to feel like yeah. that that the World Series and that, and that final site, like the other sports had already accomplished. Well, the hotel was a four-star, and everybody was in it, and it was a gorgeous place. And then everything you've got in Orange County around it, uh, the amenities, what, as coaches, what we love. The facility is where the, the USL Orange County team plays, yeah. and that's why we couldn't get it because now it's in the middle of their season, and they weren't uh, willing to give it up for 10 that. So days. this is, we'll call it a one-off. It's, we Correct. plan on going back to that whenever that, that whenever that happens, going back to it. And some of the other questions are, is California going to open up? Yeah. I mean, there, so there were some issues with regards to that. But, yeah, um, disappointed in a bit because although it is kind of a hassle to get 30 people on an airplane there, that is kind of fun, though. Sure. And then when you're you know, sightseeing on your day off to put your toes in the Pacific, that's not something we all get to do every day. So um, to be honest, though, I'd rather be here in Georgia. Sure. We'll take it. Sure. Well, Coach, we'll take it. We're certainly glad that you were able to join us here here today. Um, really, really appreciate your time. Does it, does it feel a little bit normal? No. Not yet? Okay. No, but this is the new normal. It's, it's you adapt. You survive. I mean, I'd rather be doing this new normal versus sitting in my house having Zoom calls. I mean, I guess I could have put that as what hobby I've gotten great at was I can Zoom call. With you have the a Zoom account now. I do have a Zoom. Yeah, but uh, I'd just having be doing the guys this. back and having practice in a routine and a yep. schedule—it's—it it's, yeah. feels a little normal. Yeah, yeah, as normal as it could. I mean, there this is the first time though since probably '84, '85 that I've not been involved in a season. Sure. So uh, it, it, we'll take it, though. We, I'd rather take this than, you know, not doing anything. So. Absolutely. Well, Coach Aku, thank you so much for being on the show here today, Beyond the Glory podcast. Um, I look forward to Strange Taco the next time we come together. You got it. Um, for now, what do, what, do we got on the, what do we got coming up? We got practice, weights, training, practice, weights. all of the above? That's pretty much it. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much for being here. We really appreciate it. Thanks for having me.